Welcome, everybody, to Books with Cooks, a podcast for bookies and foodies. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm Alex. And we're two cousins who are also best friends who love to read. Yeah. And I love to cook. And I cook to survive. We'll be reviewing, analyzing, sometimes overanalyzing, and discussing the books we're currently reading, as well as new and old recipes from our kitchen to yours. By the way, we're real people with real families. So you may hear cats, dogs, birds, babies, and husbands. So enjoy that bonus material. Now let's get booking and have a tasty chat. Listeners, stick around at the end of this episode for some bloopers and bonus content. Hey, 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 listeners. If you're enjoying our podcast, please give us a five-star review on Apple, Spotify, or your preferred streaming service to help us reach more listeners and spread the word about our podcast. All right, everyone, before we get started, we want to include some trigger warnings. So this book and the following discussion will include topics of violence and murder. So please be aware of that before you proceed. Also, just be aware that there will be cursing and spoilers. So if that's something you're sensitive to or if you haven't read the book, you may want to skip this episode and come back to it in the future. Just so you know, we will, starting with this episode, be spoiler-free until the last portion of the episode. Yep, and we will announce it when the spoilers begin, so just be on the lookout for that. Whoa, <laughs> look out! <laughs> back for season two! Hey, Jess! Hey, season two. Can't I believe know. it. Went pretty, pretty quickly. Went super fast. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. But I'm glad to be back. Me too. I, uh, I was oh. starting to feel weird. Like, what am I doing when I'm not doing the podcast stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, who am I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to the snack. And this is the, the first snack of the seas. End of the year, 2024. Yes. Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah. Hope it was uh, a good one for you all. How was your New Year, Jess? Great. Uh, This is going to be a great one. I'm really excited and looking forward to it. How was your New Year? It was good. It was quiet. Rob and I were sick a little bit, but otherwise it was good. Well, at least you got that out of the way. See, 2023, it sucked. So it just went out (laughs) with like, we're going to get you one last time. Yeah. 2023. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. I'm honestly, I, I'm glad to see 2023 go. It was a bad year for me. I lost two pets last year. Um, it just wasn't the best. You know, there was a lot going on personally for me that I just didn't have a great time. So I'm glad to see it go. I don't know about you. Yeah. How do you feel? I had a really good 2023. Um, but now I feel okay, weird talking good. about it. <laughs> no, I'm Why? Just I don't know. I mean, it was good. You know, I, I bought a new house. I moved. We started the podcast and just things have been overall pretty good on my end. So I'm sorry that we had two different 2023s, but I am looking forward. No, to I'm so happy. I don't want you. Yeah, I don't want you to have a bad year. I'm so happy. That no, you did. honestly, <laughs> that makes me feel better. OK, good. It does. But 2024, I think, is going to be a good one for both of us and also for the podcast. So moving forward, we are going to be rebranding. Our new name starting Mm. next week is going to be She's All Booked. 
we wanted to try out that's what she read since we say that an awful lot however it was taken yeah <laughs> yeah so uh, yeah. Uh, how dare they but whatever <laughs> yeah we, we decided we were like let's rebrand and let's do that's what she read because how often do we say that's what she said and also because we can't call it i'm in the dark here so you know those yeah. are our two most used lines i would say yeah um, yeah. but Alex kind of came up with this. I think she's all booked because she said it's cute. It's like a play on, um, she's all that. And, you know, we do love our movies as much as our books. So I kind of, yeah. kind of fits us. Right. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's super cute. I agree. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. She's all booked, man. We are all booked. Yes. We, we are, are like 24 seven book people over here. Yes. But so, so just, you guys just like it. And just know for the next episode and moving forward, if you're searching for us, it'll be She's All Booked instead of Books with Cooks. We'll, we'll pay homage okay. to Books with Cooks just the, the first week. And then going forward from here, um, you will see uh, the brand change. We didn't want to just throw it out there. And then you were looking for us when the season started. And all yeah. of a sudden, it didn't come up Books with Cooks. And you didn't recognize She's All Booked. And you were like, who are these people? I don't follow them. <laughs> well. Now you know. Yes. <laughs> so next week, if we do pop up as that, it's still us. Same peeps, you know, uh, same script, same cast. I can't even say different cast. <laughs> Just a new name, man. That's yep. it. That's it. Just a new name. Um, but we are doing a little rebranding as well with the content where we will be incorporating less cooking. I will still maybe have a segment here and there just talking about baking. Maybe Alex will, I can rope her into it. <laughs> um, yeah. More about books. All right. So we hope you like that. And we will be changing our email as well to associate with that. So mm -hmm. our new email, if you want to get in contact with us, uh, feel free to reach us. Um, we will be rebranding and changing our names on our socials as well. So keep an eye out for that. But our new email will be uh, she's all booked podcast at gmail.com. All right. Alex actually came up with another cute one, too. I think we were talking about no shelf control. Yeah. I don't remember who was coming up with them, to be honest. I'm just calling we, yeah, out we were both just—I don't yeah. remember. I don't remember. We were just calling out things. I have no idea. We initially thought no shelf control would be super cute, yeah. uh, and then Doug was like, "No, because you guys don't make shelves." <laughs> he doesn't. Get uh, it. And then my mother was like, "Yeah." My mother was like, "Explain it to me. What do you mean shelves?" I was like, "You know, like bookshelves." Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we thought it was really cute. We like our puns. Mm -hmm. But apparently, hmm. yeah, I'm sure people in the apparently. reading community, people on the book talk community probably get it. But people who are yeah. not as involved, uh, it was confusing. So we went with She's All Booked instead. But we are going to incorporate no shelf control in another way. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So uh, we did, you might have guessed if you were with us last season, we did our bonus episodes here and there. We're going to be uh, starting up a book club instead where we're actually calling it, you guessed it, no <laughs> shelf control. Uh, so if you want to be part of our book club, what you have to do is nothing. Just read the book that we tell you at the beginning of the month and then join us. We ask you, please, please, no shelfies. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I know. I love it, though. I don't really care. But yeah, no, um, we will be probably doing either a live on one of our socials, TikTok, Instagram, maybe both. Not sure. 
Um, or we will be doing, you know, like a mini pod episode where it's just talking about the book. And if you want to send us any questions, we can always incorporate them. And we want to get you guys involved. Uh, so the yeah. first book that we're going to be starting with, Alex? Oh, it's going to be The Frozen River by Arielle Lawhon. If you follow us on social media, if we are doing a TikTok live on it or an Instagram live, then you can just simply join the live, talk to us about the book, if, especially if you read it uh, or if you have questions about it and you want to know if we recommend it or anything like that, definitely join us. And if you're not on social media, you can feel free to reach out to us on our email instead. Like Jess said, it's she's all booked podcast at gmail.com and you know, send us your thoughts, send us questions. We'll definitely incorporate that into our discussion on the podcast and or on TikTok or, or Instagram. So I'm really looking right. forward to this. But please, no please. shelfies. <laughs> no shelfies. All right. <laughs> Unless we ask if we're like, hey, send us your bookshelf. That's yeah. different. Um, but until then, no. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we chose this book uh, just because it sounds really interesting. If you go check it out, it's popular right now. It's like sold out on Amazon, um, but it's it's supposed to be like super popular. So we just figured we would give it a tr uh, give it a try. Um, it's pretty snowy by us at the moment, mm -hmm. so we figured why not do something Frozen esque, mm -hmm. you know? And we cannot promise that we won't be singing something Frozen while we review that. Okay, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, was there anything else that you wanted to add, Jess? No, we hope that, you know, you spread the word and, and let everybody know. Um, anybody who likes to read books with you, if they want to read along um, and then you just join us on our lives, we could talk about it. You can talk about it if you'd like. If you don't and just want to sit there and listen, that's fine, too. Uh, and that's that, you know, but we, we do want to do something where we incorporate uh, engagement with you guys. All right. So, so any anything else that we have? Um, what did I do over break? Nothing. <laughs> I did nothing. It was weird because I had all this extra time. I did a lot of reading. And uh, I mean, there you was a, a lot of reading. I know. And there were also the holidays. So there was a lot of baking and also just prepping and gift wrapping and spending time with family and friends and stuff like that. So that was nice. It was just kind of weird to have a bunch of extra time on my hands. So I, I did. I did do quite a bit of reading. How about you? No, I agree with you. The same thing. I tried to get some reading done. Um, and as it turns out, some of the books that I read, uh, we are incorporating. Yes. <laughs> but um, some of the books you read, too, we'll be incorporating. Mm -hmm. But it just it it was at certain points, I felt like something was missing. And I would just text you and be like, hi. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I know. Like, I go felt like, like something was missing. Yeah. We would go like a few days with no contact. And then we would just be like, hi, are you still alive? This is weird. I know. <laughs> Like, yo, Sanka, you're dead? Sanka, you're dead? Yeah, man. We missed you guys, all right? We missed each other. Obviously, this has a place in our heart, and we love the podcast, and we miss doing it. So we're back, and we're happy to be here. Yeah. So otherwise, on the break, I did a lot of nothing or reading or cleaning or momming, and that's it. Yeah. Baking. I don't know. What books just did being. you read? <laughs> just, just being. <laughs> Just, just being. <laughs> uh, not as many as you. You read like a book a day. You are mm. a book monster. <laughs> well, I can't. When I finally came out of my book slump after Iron Shame, I really like I did. I went and I'm still on this kick where I'm just like, yes, yes, I want more. Um, but there, there was that period where I was in that book slump. So it feels nice to be officially past that. And I have been kind of flying through books, but, but the, yeah. I, I mean, it's not a race, you know what uh, I mean? No, no, of course not. But, um, but you read like a lot of books. I read 
very minimal books. I read, uh, as you know, Remar Remarkably Bright Creatures. Yes. Which I'm we're going to really be incorporating in our lineup for January. Um, I won't tell you how I feel, except that I feel like the octopus is just one of my favorite literary characters of all time. <laughs> so that's that. Uh, then there's also, I read, uh, as you know, I did mention this, I think in the bonus episodes, House of Cerulean Sea, mm -hmm. which I absolutely loved. Uh, I know you're reading it right now, so I won't give mm -hmm. anything away, but that is also being incorporated, I think, in January. Yeah. Um, Next I didn't week. read Jas Jasad Air. I really want to, uh, yeah. but I didn't read that yet. But I did read um, some of the Christmas books, which I'm so Christmased out. Yeah. But I did read um, The Inmate by Frieda McFadden. Right. And I liked that. Okay. I thought it was pretty good. Some parts were a little predictable, but uh, other than that, I enjoyed it. Um, it did take a turn at one point, and I was just like, wait, where? What? Yeah. So I like things. That's like all, <laughs> all of her books, Frida. She's like the Probably. queen of that. Yeah. Except yeah. I had read uh, Never Lie and people love that book. And I, I don't know. I don't know if it's just because I'm not into you probably would really like it. It was about like um, a psychiatrist, you know, and like her clients type mm -hmm. of deal. Yeah. I, um, actually, I don't know if I really like that. You didn't like that aspect. Why? You like that. I do like that, but yeah, I, I saw. I don't know if I love that trope. I saw somebody review it today. Actually, it was one of her five star reads of 2023. I saw it on TikTok, and she described it, and I was like, "That actually does sound interesting." <laughs> and you know, thrillers yeah. aren't my favorite. Let me tell you, it's not my favorite, but it sounded good to me. So it could just be a personal preference type of thing. Maybe. I mean, I, I want to give it another go and give it another chance because I feel like the more I think about it, I'm like, I like it more. Hmm. Um, I do like the twist. Okay. But I don't know. When I was reading it, I guess I was just like, I was disappointed at the end. And I was just like, I don't know what I was expecting. Yeah. But it was my second read of hers. Mm -hmm. And I guess I, I was just so, from the housemaid, I was so in, in, engrossed with her <laughs> after right. that. Because I was like, wow. <laughs> I literally stayed up to like four in the morning reading that one night. So I was just yeah. like, whoa. <laughs> um, and then I guess I got maybe like let down. Maybe my anticipation or my, I ended up too much to myself. That could be. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe. But th this one was pretty good. I'm not going to give anything away, but uh, it was a fun read. But yeah, uh, another thing I want to say is I have a resolution this year to try and get Alex more into thrillers. So, <laughs> That's your fun. resolution is to get me into That's one of my resolutions is try to resolute Alex <laughs> into, into liking thrillers more. To no, become a you, resolute you, thriller not, lover. <laughs> you're not like, uh, you know, fully, um, what's the word? I don't love thrillers. They're okay. Yeah. They're not my favorite. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I'm going to I'm going to try to dazzle you with at least one thriller. Just one. We'll see if we can. I'm sure it. I mean there's thrillers that we read last year that I enjoyed. It's just not my I don't really like books when they're or and same thing with movies, but I don't like when they're going for shock value or that they're trying to throw in twists just for the sake of throwing in twists and I do feel like a lot of thrillers do that. And I, I prefer more of a mystery or something along along those lines. I did really enjoy the horror books we read as well. So that was cool. But thrillers, I, it's not that I don't I, I don't hate them. They're just not my preferred genre. It's not it's not it's not my favorite. And I discovered this. I, like I, I used to I used to think I liked thrillers, but I apparently I don't really. <laughs> so. Well, I, I like the whole, you know, guessing, second guessing every single person type of thing. Like, you know, make me work when mm -hmm. I'm reading. And I like the whole idea of keeping me really focused, um, not being able to guess the ending. I hate when something's predictable and I can't guess it. I like when there's a twist or something that I didn't see coming. Mm -hmm. Something like that. It's good. I like the fast-pacedness of it. But, you know, like we said earlier before we started recording that 
we too much of that is a bad thing too you can't just read all thrillers because yeah. then after a while you'll be like all right like i'm yeah. bored yeah i'm sorry to mention this again but iron shame <laughs> put me into a book slump and for a while there during the break i wasn't reading yeah you had a hard time uh, getting out of it yes yeah, I mean, it was a giant, like, a abysmal hole that it threw me into, and it took me a while to climb out of that shit. Yeah. How dare you, Becky Yar Yar, do that to me. Yeah. Um, and it's funny, too, because Doug is reading it still. He started <laughs> reading it, <laughs> and he's still reading it. And yeah. I asked him the other day, I was like, well, what scene are you up to? And he's like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, Honestly, you know, they just did the, the thing with the rock. I would tell him <laughs> to DNF it and just listen to our podcast. If he wants to know what happens, it's it's not worth it, in my opinion, especially if you're struggling to get through it. I don't think it's going to pay off at the end and you're going to end up in a book slump. So uh, that's I just know, my it's opinion. So shout out again for a season. Shout out. Shout out again okay. to Brian from Apple. I did not forget about you, Brian, from Apple. Best <laughs> Apple conversation ever. Uh, but he, he we talked about fourth wing mm -hmm. and I'm just curious. I would love to hear from him and to know you know what what he thinks. I'd love to know what you think about it. If you want to reach out to me, if not, that's fine. But. Uh, I'm just curious to see if he would he was put in a book slump too because it seems yeah. all of us right you me and Doug were thrown into a book slump from it and it's yeah. sad because we loved the first one all of us oh well all right well why don't we um you want to talk about what's coming up for this yeah. month yeah so for this month today obviously we're going over Assassin's Blade by Sarah J Mass. And then next week we'll be going over House on the Cerulean Sea by TJ Klune. And then we have probably Dark Matter. Dark Matter. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> with Blake Cratch. We have redone our list quite a few times. So if we end up changing something, you know, just a heads up. But as of right now, we'll be doing yeah. uh Dark Matter by Blake Crouch and then the end of the month remarkably bright creatures and forgive me i don't know the author for that one but i'm looking forward to all of those and our book of the month this it's month will be van ruthless vows van pelt okay yes yeah, yeah i don't remember her first name but i know her last name is van pelt shelby maybe shelby van pelt Sounds okay funny. all right and then yeah so our book of the month will be ruthless vows by Rebecca Ross, the sequel, much anticipated to Divine Rivals, which if you listened last year, we did read that and review it. So if you want to catch up, go listen to that and then come back at the end of this month and hear what we thought about the sequel. I'm looking forward to that a lot. Yeah. I am too, because we've been saying that we're like fiending some kind of gods mm -hmm. situation. So I hope that satisfies that. Otherwise, we will not be announcing what we're doing in the next couple of months because we might need more gods. I don't know. <laughs> Once gods. we read things... Yeah, I don't know. We get into these moods where we're like, all right, now I don't want any of this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want this. So it just depends. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, they might change. As of right now, that's what it is. I am going to be reading Dark Matter starting probably tonight. Okay. Um, but don't forget, too, we also have our book club book, which will be The Frozen River by Ariel Lawhon. So if you want to participate with us, you could start reading that as soon as you'd like. Um, I guess we'll announce in the next episode or in the next upcoming episodes when we'll be doing our review on that. And I'm pretty excited to start that. I mm -hmm. want you to know that we started this podcast because Alex and I were starting our book club again because we did book clubs together. Um, our original book club was Busy Bookies, <laughs> <laughs> which we are busy bookies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it was just the two of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this time, it, you know, we were like, hey, Let's do a podcast of our books. So we've always wanted to incorporate a book club in some way. So 
um, now we're doing it. So we hope you like the idea and that you'll join us. Yeah. So just, All right, well, uh, we are snacking. Yeah. Just so you know. What do, what do you uh, have for a snack? Tea. Well, I have, it's a tea. It's a cold lemon loaf by Tazo. T-A-Z-O. It's really good. Mm-hmm. I'm having that and I have some cashews and I just had some toast a little while ago. Sourdough toast. Nice. I have a coffee over there. Yeah, it's a it's an iced coffee with some caramel macchiato creamer. And mm. I don't have anything to snack on right now. I just ate my breakfast slash lunch a little while ago. Rob brought me a pork roll, egg, and cheese on an egg everything bagel. And it was nice. delightful. Yes. You're snacking on thoughts is what you're snacking on, Alex. I'm I'm snacking on thoughts today. Yes. <laughs> snacking and unpacking thoughts. I'm snacking on the word of the day. Hell yeah. Oh, <laughs> word of the day is back. What is our first word of the day for season two? The word of the day is abscond. Pronounced abscond and spelled A-B-S-C-O-N-D. It is a verb that means to depart quickly and in secret, especially to avoid criminal charges. For example, Damn. yeah. <laughs> for <laughs> for example, the bank robbers immediately absconded to Mexico with the money. Jess, do you have an example for abscond? Oh, man, uh, to depart quickly, huh? I guess. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of absconding happening in this book because there were assassins. So hmm. literally, this is the perfect word for this book. Actually, we didn't even yeah. plan that. That's true. That is true. <laughs> How funny. Especially in the last novella, the assassin and the empire, I think was the last one. Uh, Sam yes. wants to abscond to some southern region with yes, Helena. Does. That's right. <laughs> All right. So let's let's hop into some trivia i don't know i don't know why i emphasize that <laughs> i don't know why that was but weird. apparently uh, apparently we're hopping there so first used in 1652 the term generally refers to any act of running away and or, or hiding yourself and or money from the law in legal proceedings you can abscond from trial and parole as well as abscond from monetary funds so try to use abscond today all right. Hopefully it's not because right. you're just, on the run, though. Yeah, if you're a fugitive, I don't know what to tell you. Um, it's not going <laughs> to save you. It'll make you sound smart, but it's not going to save you. Yeah. Uh, as a little mini reminder, we just want to incorporate here that uh, this these word of the days going forward will be most likely taken from the word of day vocabulary workbook by Francine Puckley, Franny the Pucks. Franny the Pucks. Good old Fran. A good friend fan. Fran, Fran. Fran. Franny Frans. Fran Fran. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so we, as we mentioned before, we're doing a little mini restructuring this season. What's different from what you know is that we will be having a little book talk that does not include spoilers, spoiler free. And then we will let you know when the spoilers will happen. So that way, if you hadn't read the book uh, at that point, you could stop it and come back to us when you have. Or as Alex always says... If you don't plan on reading the book, just listen to this episode and we will summarize it for you. And then you can dazzle your friends and family with the knowledge of this book and act like you did read it. We won't tell anyone, I promise. Yeah, you you just dazzle them. Dazzle away. They'll be dazzled. Trust me. They'll be like, oh, wow. Oh, Oh, you did? Oh, Susan knows the Oh, Susan read the book. Oh, Helen. Helen. Oh, Helen knows the owner. Susan. (laughs) 
I don't know where I got Susan oh. from. <laughs> oh, Helen knows the owner. Wow. What are you guys talking about up here? We are, um... We're going to a restaurant tonight. I know the owner, yeah. so I was just you coming. You do? Oh, Helen is the owner. Mm. Anyway. It's um, <laughs> enough of that. Hilarious. <laughs> All right. <laughs> We, we did read these books in different order. Alex had already been inside the the series. She had already, uh, what was the last book that you read before this? Air of Fire. Right, Air of Fire in the uh, Throne of Glass series. I had not started it yet, but TikTok, once again, was influential and was like, yo, bitch, you didn't read this yet, so you better do this first. And I was like, all right. Uh, so we decided to do this experiment where I read Assassin's Blade before reading anything else about the series. So I went into this blind. Um, so we're going to see how it affected us in different ways. So what do you think? Did it did it make like an impact on you for the series? Like, what are your overall brief like thoughts? All right. So what two things. Doing? One, I think I was supposed to read it after Crown of Midnight and not after Air of Fire. I think I would have liked it better after Crown of Midnight. I think it makes the most sense if you are planning to read the series to read it there because you do already know. So the thing with this book is that it's not really a book. It's a collection of five different novellas. So they're very brief and they don't really get in depth with the characters and the world building. It's a little bit, but it's not really, it, it's in my opinion, it's not meant to be read before you know anything else about this world and anything else about these characters because they're assuming you already know about them because it is a prequel. It's not the first book. So I think that it makes sense to read it after you've read the first two books. You already know the characters, you know the world, you know what this is all about. I think everything in the book will make a little bit more sense. And I wouldn't recommend reading it after Air of Fire because when I finished Air of Fire, I wanted to move right on to the next book and stopping to read Assassin's Blade made me not really want to read Assassin's Blade. However, I think it would make sense to do it after Crown of Midnight. So that's my thought on on it. What are your thoughts having read it before Throne of Glass? Okay, so as of right now, did it leave me where I was on the edge of my seat and I can't wait to start Throne of Glass series? No. To me, I was not connected to the characters. Uh, some of it was entertaining, maybe a few of the little mm -hmm. scenes. Uh, but overall... Meh, it kind of fell flat for me. So, you know, I don't know how it impacts the story, though, because I haven't read the story. I'm not in the middle of the story. So I mm -hmm. would be interested to read at least Throne of Glass and see if there is any impact on having read this first for me mm -hmm. uh, and, and then see where I want to go from there. I have a feeling that this is just backstory info. Maybe it'll have some kind of uh, detail. I feel like maybe this was just not it necessary. <laughs> It's just backstory. It's honestly, it's good to read if you already read the series and you like the characters and you just wanted a little bit. So there is another character, Sam, in the novellas. You get more about him in the novellas. He's not really in the series, but he's referred to a few times. So if you are okay. read if you're reading the series and you're like, oh, I'd really love to read about what happened with that before this book started, then yes, Assassin's Blade is going to be great for you. Otherwise, it doesn't really impact the story, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. yeah and I feel like I, I'm with you. Like if I had read the story and was in the middle of the story and then all of a sudden this came up, I would have been annoyed because I wasn't like, I just want to get back to the story. So I feel like maybe having included this not, not as part of the series reading, maybe like as an after 
reading yeah. or maybe it's like a prequel, read it later, you know, whatever I feel like might even be best. So I don't know how I feel yet about saying that I agree with reading it first, but mm-hmm. I will let you know. I can um, say I, I agree with what you just said. I think I might have liked this more if I had finished the Throne of Glass series and then gone back and read it. However, I again, I think I just didn't really care. So I think you get enough information about what happens prior to the series starting in the series, enough to understand your characters and their motivations. I really think that this was just for those fans that were really, really interested in learning more about that. So if you're not really that interested in that specific plot line, it really, it doesn't, it it doesn't matter. (laughs) It doesn't make a difference, you know? Yeah, I have a feeling you could just skip this book and it's not going to make any impact whatsoever. No, I have a feeling too, she had to write a certain amount of books with a contract or something. And this is just my assumption or opinion. This isn't fact in any way. I don't know. Uh, But maybe they were like, hey, we have to extend it to two extra books. And she was like, well, I have enough for one and I want to keep it that way. And I don't want to add extra. So she made this or something just to throw that in there. I have no idea. She might have been contracted for a novella or... I think that she might have had some of this stuff in Throne of Glass and it got edited out. And she mm. said, hey, people keep asking about what happens. I'm going to release this as these this collection of novellas because I already had it written anyway, something along those lines. Or right. she, or she yeah. may have been contracted for a, a novella. Yeah. Because, I mean, I haven't read the story, but I just feel like, uh, you know, if you're in the middle of the story... You know how they do the flashbacks mm-hmm. and I like that, but this wouldn't have been relevant to the story, right? Because it has no impact. No, so I mean, it's really no reason for her to do it. It's way. kind of interesting to see her as an assassin prior to the book starting, because at the end of the book, it's at the end of Assassin's Blade, it picks up kind of like a, it, a year later is when Throne of Glass starts. So you get oh, kind of that okay. background. Yeah, you don't really see her like as an assassin. And so for the most part, you know, I don't want to give too much away about the series either. Oh, but... so so this isn't a backstory of a like character who's mentioned here and there. This is the backstory of the main the main, character? The main character, Selena. Oh, see, Selena. I didn't even know that. Yeah, Selena's the main character. This is, I mean, so the Throne of Glass series is not told in first person perspective. It is multiple POV, but the primary protagonist, especially for the first two books, is Selena. Um, so it's kind of just hard, but it's a little interesting just kind of to see her as an assassin. Um, I'll talk a little bit more about this in my spoilers because I have thoughts on this, but I mean, it's kind of like interesting in that, in that respect. Like if you were curious about what her life was like before Throne of Glass started, then it's kind of cool to see that. However, if you don't know anything about her, like you didn't even know that this is who the book is about. Like, it's kind of just like, what's happening here? Like, what's, you know, what am I reading? You know? That's interesting because I didn't realize this was a prequel. So now I know. Yeah. But it makes a lot of sense since she's so young too. But yeah. I have some issues with that, but we'll talk about that. Yeah. That's where a lot of my issues lie as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, oh, uh, the, as the, of right the... now, do we... Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say the Throne of Glass series is a YA series. I think they tried to rebrand it as as adult because she does age throughout the series. But Throne of Glass starts when she's 17. Assassin's Blade, she's 16. It is YA. I think that's evident in the storytelling um as well but it's kind of some of it it's kind of like all right mm -hmm. the ages Hmm. are kind of weird i don't know okay so as 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 far as this goes if this was something that was on your tbr list and you wanted to read it and you just didn't know about the order so far you're getting it from two different perspectives 
I don't know because I can't tell you I didn't read the rest of the series just yet and Alex is midway yeah. right so I think Alex had made a point earlier that she would have liked to have read it after a certain book that she didn't read it after which was that yeah crown of era fire right Crown I would have midnight okay I think it makes more sense if you're planning to read it mid-series to do it after the second book in the third book is where we start to get more points of views we get more characters and so I think it makes sense the first two books are focused heavily on Selena if not almost solely it's not solely but it's heavily on her so read those two books read the prequel get to know her a little bit better and then continue on the series and get to know these new characters because it's once Air of Fire hit is when I started getting more invested because I liked some of these other characters a lot more. Right. Okay. Yeah. See, as I stand right now, I don't love her. I don't yeah. know her. Um, don't know. I don't love her. <laughs> I don't know her. Uh, uh, but for me, I'm going into it blind now. So now I'm going to go into it and I feel like maybe it'll impact me differently as I'm reading because yeah. now I'll know her backstory. So it'll be interesting to see. I do want to continue reading the series. I don't know if I'm like gung ho to start it tonight. Yeah. It didn't leave me off that way. Uh, so just know that if you're going to start it uh, first, that you're yeah. not necessarily going to be like, I can't wait to read what's next. Yeah. Although to I be wasn't. to be fair, I haven't really felt that with the whole series so far in general. Mm -hmm. I do know it picks up more in the second half because like that's where like the the overall plot starts coming in. You know, the first two books are kind of like world building, character building. The third book is expanding on that. And then from my understanding in book four is where it really take, like picks up speed. So I haven't right. been super invested in the series the way I thought I would be. But yeah, and I me. will say this little tip as well, uh, as you know, unless you're just starting out and you're new here. Hi, <laughs> uh, I just wanted to say that, you know, I prefer reading physical books. But in this case, I did download on the Kindle, mm -hmm. uh, like the eight book and one type of thing. I absolutely hate it. And I'll tell you why, because it doesn't go in like specific type of order where it's links and you get to click on each book. You have to like actually yeah. go through it to find the other book. Since this wasn't the first read and it was in the middle, I had to search through the high heavens to find it. And it wouldn't let me know how much was left in the chapter. Yeah. It wouldn't let me know like what page. I was so aggravated and annoyed. So to those out there who do prefer physical books, I might say maybe get this one in a physical copy or do the individual downloads. Mm -hmm. Because so far I'm not really loving the, the group download type of thing. But that's yeah. me. It could be a personal thing. Yeah. Uh, it just annoys me. It's very time consuming to find. Okay. Yeah. I did that with the Game of Thrones books. I have the physical copies, but I would read them digitally on my Kindle, like when I would go to get my hair done. And I mean, those pages, the, those books are like a thousand pages or more every single book. So I would read like, just, like yeah, I would read like 200 pages and it would be like, you're still at 3% of this book. And I was like, but I'm not really though. <laughs> it was very annoying. <laughs> so, um, I would throw it away. First uh, more problems. <laughs> Anyway. All right. That's... So let's let's jump ahead to our, our plot synopsis. We'll get into a little more uh, detail and then we'll hop into our spoilers, but we will let you know when, like we said. Mm -hmm. Alex, you want to do the, the plot synopsis? Yeah, sure. So this book, <laughs> in summary, is five novellas in one book. And it's basically just a prequel to the Throne of Glass series, which follows a love story between two assassins, Selena and Sam. That's it. That's really it. That's all you need to know. <laughs> That's all you need to know it's, for sure. It's literally about assassins and they love each other. Maybe mm, not yeah. at first. Yeah. But yeah. 
Uh, if you missed our episode from season one where we reviewed A Court of Thorns and Roses, which is also by the same author, uh, that was episode 14. It aired September 25th of last year, the 23rd. Uh, sorry, 2023. Uh, feel free to um, go check that episode out. Uh, we gave the author bio for Sarah J. Moss in that episode, but we're going to give it again. Uh, so Sarah J. Moss is a New York Times best-selling fantasy novelist. She grew up in Manhattan, uh, developing a love of reading, writing, and storytelling very early in her life. She attended Hamilton College, where she studied creative writing and religious studies. Graduated magna cum laude in 2008, married her husband Josh in 2010, I like that name Josh, and published her first novel, Throne of Glass, in 2012. It's a book she started writing when she was 16, which is interesting that she made this character start in the prequel at age 16. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, today, Sarah lives in Pennsylvania with her husband and two kids. She's the author of 15 novels and counting. She keeps keeps going. As of 2022, she sold over 12 million copies of her books, and they've been translated since into 37 languages. Her next novel, House of Flame and Shadow, in her Crescent C City series will be released this month. January 30th, 2024, and Alex is super excited can't about wait. that. I can't wait. Actually, I'm about to start my rereads of the two first. I'm, I'm reading another series right now, and as soon as I finish it, I'm doing my rereads of the first two books so that I'm all prepared to start Crescent City 3 on January 30th. I, I kind of wanted to finish Throne of Glass first, but I don't know if it's going to happen because I love the Crescent City series, and I'm really looking forward to that third book. Yeah, yeah, you have to really I'm love like... a series to reread the books. See, I do this thing mm -hmm. where I, I make these little notes in my phone mm -hmm. uh, or wherever, and I do these notes. So this way, if I have to reference back to it, like I have the little details of it, of the mm -hmm. ones I don't want to reread. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I actually did it for this one. I have notes. Okay. You know, reference. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so, you know, if you're like me and you're just like, I don't want to reread that book. But if I have to, I can refer or uh, go reference my notes. That's all. Yeah. Nice. That's it. And there's a lot of you out there who write in the margins. And I applaud that. We don't do that. Yeah. I don't really read hard copies. So I will, if I'm reading on my Kindle, I will take notes on there. If I'm doing an audiobook, I will make notes in on my phone. And I really, I, I reread books that I enjoy. So I really enjoyed the Crescent City series. And I'm excited to just get back into that universe so that I can jump right into the third one. And yeah so if it's if it's a book that i really enjoy i will reread it <laughs> that's all i just want to go back to that world for a little bit or visit those characters again and i love that well i love that for you because you sound really excited about it i am i'm like uh, i'm like fangirling over here <laughs> i'm like super excited i did find i did read uh well I, i'm sorry i did not read any of them that's a lie <laughs> i did buy the first book in the series of crescent city so i do plan on reading at some point Am I super gung-ho to start reading it right now? No. Mm -hmm. But Alex gets really excited and makes me want to read it. So maybe. Yeah. We'll see. Crescent City has been my favorite so far. So I, while I, I loved Akatar, it's really the second book that I love the most. The rest of the series I like, but it's the second book that stands out to me. Crescent City has been, it, first of all, there's only supposed to be three books. The first two were fantastic. And it's just a really fun series. Um, much more fantasy okay. than especially Akatar. Throne of Glass is pretty fantasy, especially as it gets further on in the series, but Crescent City is completely different from Akatar. 
Okay. See, because right now, as I feel, I- I've read two of her books from two different series, mm-hmm. and I don't love either of them. Yeah. So my first impressions of her, Quarterthorn of Roses, was just meh until the end. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean for me, uh, and then this one, uh, meh. <clears throat> so that's my going yeah. into her, which sucks. It- but I, I think I would go to, I think I would go Court of Fury. Uh, no, no, Court of Mist and Fury. Court uh, of Mist and Fury. Yeah. Everybody seems to like that book. That book is great. And then the third one in that series is also really good, uh, Act of War. Throne of Glass, everybody seems to love so much. I have just been kind of like meh about it. Like, it's good, but I'm not really excited about it. I'm hoping that towards, you know, where Queen of Shadows picks up, I'm hoping that's where it's going to get a lot more interesting. Air of Fire got a lot more interesting for me. And that's because there were some side characters that had plots that I was really interested in. And then I would come back to these other ones that I was less interested in. So we'll see. Mm. But Crescent yeah, City, I, I, I loved. I'm hoping that it'll turn it around for me because I know everybody loves this author. And I'm so far two books of hers in. And I'm just like, really, yeah. though? I don't know. That's just how I feel right now. So I hope it changes. Yeah. Uh, but I, overall thoughts of this particular book before we do <laughs> jump into spoilers. Yeah. Uh, I was bored. <laughs> yeah. I was bored reading it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you said you were a little bored too. I mean, there were yeah. some entertaining themes, like I said, mm-hmm. but overall, I, I was a little bored. How about you? Yeah, same. I I know we yeah. liked different novellas in the series more. Uh, I liked the first and last one the best. And honestly, it wasn't even all of the last one. It was like the second half of the last one where I was like, all right, this is where now it's setting up for Throne of Glass, and that was kind of just more interesting to me. That's for- why, because you yeah. knew. That's interesting. Yeah. The first one was interesting just because I liked seeing her like work her assassin stuff and also see how she was kind of a a woman of the people type of thing. But everything in between, I just found really boring and I didn't care about. I didn't honestly really care about the love story in it. I already knew the outcome. I didn't know what happened, but I knew how it ended. You know, I, I, I knew at least one thing about it. So I was like, all right, I know that this is going to end here. So what's the point kind of, I, I that's kind of how I felt the whole time. It's just like, what's the point? I would have actually liked to have seen more of her younger. And when she was actually like taken into the assassin's keep and trained and all of that versus just kind of picking up and telling this love story that just, in my opinion, has no impact on really much mm. of anything. So you don't learn about that or as if, as of right now, you haven't learned about that. You get, she gets y- you find out, you find out what happens, like they tell you what happens, but I would have liked to have seen that more fleshed out. Like I would have preferred to read about that than what we actually read about in this book. That's just okay. how I felt about it. I was like, it would have been interesting yeah. to see her because so Throne of Glass starts where she's the most notorious assassin, Assassin's Blade starts and she's the best assassin. It's like she's in the same place, more or less. I would have liked to have seen how she became the best assassin, you know? Yeah. yeah. We'll get into that a little bit more. Yeah, with um, the spoilers. We'll talk about the spoilers. Mm-hmm. But I will say, reading this first and not having read it, I wasn't connected to the characters. This, The five novellas are following the same person and or persons. There's other side characters that are also across them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't feel connected to any of them. And I wanted to know how you felt because you are in a different position than me reading. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to know if you felt connected to them more this way. I felt more connected to Selena because I was already familiar with her. 
I knew of the other characters, so it was interesting to see little cameos. I actually really liked getting some information about Lysandra. I know she hasn't entered the story yet from where I'm at in my reading, but I do know that she is a character in the story that many people love. And I believe mm. she has kind of like a character development where you maybe don't like her in Assassin's Blade because I was kind of like, mm, she, you know, I don't really know how I feel about her. But it was interesting to kind of, yeah, but it was interesting to see like where she started and how she knew Selena to begin with and just that kind of stuff. So I, I appreciated that. But overall, I didn't care that much, but I did feel the most connected to Selena. I didn't feel that connected to Sam, but that's because I already knew basically what was going to happen with Sam. And so I didn't feel like I needed to get connected to him. Same thing with the assassin Lord. I was like, I don't really care. I don't feel that connected to him. I don't really enjoy learning that much more about him. And then the other characters. Oh, Arobin. Arobin. Yeah. And the other characters, I felt like it, there was one little cameo where I don't even know if they're named in the book, but it was heavily implied, if anything, where we see characters Dorian and Kale. And I liked that because I really liked those characters. But they I mean, it was literally just like an Easter egg that was thrown in. It wasn't even something that was focused on in the book. So like all these other side characters outside of Lysandra, I don't know if they're going to come back later in the novel. At this point, to me, it just seemed like I don't know who they are. I don't care about them. And I'm not really trying to care about them. Right. So I, I do want to say Alex loved the first and the last one, right? The Empire one? Yeah. Yeah. I um I liked the total different ones. I, I liked the <laughs> second and third one best. Okay. Uh, and I, that's because I found them more interesting where they had more interesting scenes. There was a little bit of entertainment going on in those two. Uh, the other ones just, I, I didn't care. They fell flat to me. I pushed myself to finish the end. Yeah. It was painful to finish for me. And that's because I didn't know these people. But at the end, I will talk about um, the spoilers later. I'll talk about the ending. Um, but now I'm interested to know that, that it's a prequel and that it's going to continue from there. I think that's mm -hmm. that's more interesting to me. I didn't know that fact. So, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, overall, what would you rate it? Would you recommend it? My rating is going to be really low. Okay. I'm going to give it a 2.5. Okay. The reason why is just because I didn't feel connected. I felt no emotional, uh, no emotion reading it. Uh, I, I'll get into the the real true details. I have some issues with uh, when we talk spoilers. But for this, I just you know I had just come off of reading this from two books that are five stars for me, and I was so emotionally connected. And I mm -hmm. have no connection like that in this. Mm -hmm. And that could be because I didn't read the series. So maybe that'll change later. Mm -hmm. But as of right now, that's how I feel. Yeah. Without giving too much away. I think I was torn between rating this between a three and a five, uh, uh, three and a four. Sorry, definitely not a five. Mostly just because I understood what the author was going for, but it was just boring. I mean, mm -hmm. it was written fine. I thought the character development was fine if you already know the characters, but because they're novellas, I wasn't ex particularly expecting a lot of character development. I wasn't expecting a lot of world building because they're short. Right. So, you know, based on the fact that I wasn't super connected to the characters and I wasn't super invested in the story, I just didn't really care so much. But I can understand this might just not have been for me. I, I'm kind of like, meh about the whole series so far. I don't really care that much about learning that much more about these characters before the story started. So it, I think it may have just been this book wasn't as much for me 
I know there's a lot of people that really like this book and have rated it five stars. I don't really think it's a five star book by any means. Nope. And and that's a personal thing for us. Uh, you know, obviously, if it's a five star read for you, everybody has their own preferences and that's perfectly fine. Yeah. Uh, but I was I was bored. I also don't love the fact that it was written as five novellas personally. I think it could have been in parts and it was just one long thing about this woman. But that's me. I think she actually wrote five different novellas, but when it came to being published, she just put it all together to be published as one thing instead of publishing five different novellas. Yeah. Okay. That could be. Yeah. yeah. But all in right, terms of so recommending it, I if you're really interested in the series, if you really love the characters, then you'll probably like this book. I'd recommend it. Otherwise, I really don't think it makes an impact whatsoever on the series from what I've read so far. And I think you could skip it and not have it impact your reading experience at all. Right. And I'm interested to see uh, for the experiment alone, to be honest, I'm just mm -hmm. interested to see if it does impact reading it this way, yeah. having read it first, if I'm just going to re reference back to that and be like, Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. So to, to be continued there. Yeah. Uh, but I will let you guys know if I do read it in snack and time or whatever, if we ever do discuss the books, we'll let you know. Yeah, um, how we feel going forward. Mm -hmm. But for now, um, let's dive into each section of the novellas. Let's each, each section of the book. Um, from this point on, there will be spoilers unless Alex, you have anything to add. Nope, nope, not at all. All right, so let's just go right from this point. If you do, just a reminder, please press pause if you do plan on reading this and come back to it later because we don't want to give anything away or keep listening at your own discretion, you know? But if you don't just, if you don't think this book's for you or this series and you want to just keep, listening or if you want to do alex's little you know steal this and we won't mind schlick yeah if you want to <laughs> dazzle if you want to dazzle your friends and family with all of your knowledge about assassin's blade then <laughs> without actually having to read it then just listen and you know if they try to test your knowledge be like well i know this and they'll never know the right. difference <laughs> so, so so the point is you know you you know what you're gonna do and you know what you need to do from this point on <laughs> all right there you go. Everything at this point <laughs> is a spoiler. So here we go. All right. All right. So the novellas are, there's five of them, like we had mentioned. Uh, they're the assassin. They all start with the assassin. The assassin and the pirate lord, the assassin and the healer, the assassin and the desert, the assassin and the underworld, and the assassin and the empire. So here we go. Yeah. I got to get open up. I got to open up my notes. All right. Well, <laughs> I will say overall, I did enjoy reading a little bit about Sam and Selena's relationship. I I didn't really care for the love story so much, but I liked learning about their history together and how they were both taken into the Assassin's Keep together and they were kind of rivals at one point. And so I liked learning that little bit of history. The love story was cute. It's nothing to, you know, a love story for the ages or anything like that, but it was cute. Mm -mm. I think it was too overemphasized in the novellas. I just, I think that's, the, the whole point of these novellas was just to expand on this love story. Could have done without that. We've also been really burnt out on the whole romances lately. So I, I was particularly like, I just don't want this right now. But mm -hmm. uh, aside from that, there was not much that really stood out to me besides that meeting with Dorian and Kale. And it was just, I mean, it was a brief meeting. Things I didn't really like. I 
I have a problem with this in Throne of Glass as well, but I just have a really difficult time getting behind a 16-year-old being the best assassin in the realm. How? That, that's why I wanted more backstory on that. Is like, how did she become this amazing assassin? All we're told is that and she's the best. you didn't get it. No, we're just constantly told that she's the best, but we don't understand why. She doesn't seem particularly great at it to me. Like, she's good, but it doesn't seem like she's any better at it than any of the other assassins like Sam or whatever. So, eh. The age yeah, bothers she's me like, too. She's like, we're just told that, hey, she's 16 and she's famous. Yeah. For being an assassin. Like, dude, how famous could you be at 16? What were you doing this since you were 12? Like, also, eight? what's happening here? Doesn't it kind of defeat the point of being an assassin if you're famous for being an assassin? Because then. Yes. I mean. <laughs> They're supposed to be discreet. Yeah. And oh, she wears a mask though. She wears a mask though. So it covers her face. Okay. And sometimes she goes by Diana yeah yeah arabin the um the guild assassin leaders quote niece you know yeah yeah i I ain't buying it yeah (laughs) who's buying this i also i wasn't super i know at the end it was supposed to be super like oh shocking that it turns out arabin was working with their enemy the whole time and he purposely killed you know had sam killed and I already knew that Sam was going to die. I thought that his death was really brutal. I didn't enjoy reading that. I was like, was this, you know, was this necessary? I mean, I get that it shows some motivation for her character, but I still don't think it was necessary. And I didn't, I was like, all right, Arabin's bad. We get it. He's an assassin lord. Like, yeah, he's bad. Um, And the whole statement that, oh, I don't like people sharing what's mine or my belonging i don't like to share my yeah, belongings. My, my belongings bleh. yeah yeah gross also when yeah. he professed his love for her i was like this is creepy because the whole time i thought of them as more of like a father-daughter type of situation yes like a as mentor did i yeah and then you he know was- like he's been with her we don't we don't know when he like obtained her or started training her <laughs> or whatever we don't know those details she but was very what we young. Do know is that he was a father figure. Like he's been like basically kind of grooming her to be this perfect assassin, yada yada. And mm-hmm. he's giving her all these gifts and he's doing all these things. But now it's creepy because what was yeah. like you were into her when she was ten. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't like it. Don't don't it quote me on it. this, but I know she was very young when she first started training as an, as an assassin, and I want to say it was when she was about eight years old. But again, I could be wrong about the exact age but i know she was very young yeah so it's creepy that whole part is giving woody allen for me and i don't (laughs) like it so that's one of the issues that i have that i'm not feeling because Mm -hmm. like how old was this little girl who's still a little minor by the way yeah um that you're professing love for because he doesn't seem like he's a minor in any way shape or form he's probably in his 50s right ish I don't know. I don't. I, if I had a guess, I'd say maybe 40s, but he's definitely significantly older than her. Way too old for him to be professing his love to her. Especially, I mean, he's professing his love for her, but in the second book, or at least at the end of the first one, possibly, a novella, he beats the living daylights out of her. Like, he beats the shit out of her because at the end of the first novella, she works with Sam to free these slaves and it went against, you know, his his her orders from Arabin. So he like literally, I mean, he beats her terribly. He also beats Sam terribly, but yet he loves her because he gives her pretty gifts and like special armor, but makes Sam pay for his armor. Like it's stupid. I don't know. I didn't like that. So one of the reasons why I loved the desert one, first of all, I thought the desert one was the best in my opinion. I, okay. I liked all of it. 
Yeah. Uh, I liked that she made a friend and she hadn't made a friend before, mm -hmm. uh, which is also kind of creepy. Like he was cooping her up and wouldn't let her make friends. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I just, you know, she makes a friend. The friend ended up backstabbing her, but it was a good lesson to be learned with her. I really mm -hmm. liked the way she went about that whole scene of letting the girl go, even though letting the girl know that she could have hit her with that arrow. I just yeah. thought that was entertaining. I really liked that. It was uh, And I loved the whole... Yeah, the whole uh, idea of her going to these silent assassins and doing mm -hmm. all these things. I just thought it was really cool. I liked the mute master. I liked the little tiff where she could have. There was a handsome man that um, was the son of the mute master mm -hmm. that was in the silent assassins group in the middle of the desert. Um, and he was into her and she was into him, but she really had in the back of her mind, Sam. I liked that. Um, mm -hmm. And I liked the whole idea. Of, but I, what annoyed me so much, even though I liked this one, is that I seen Ansel being a traitor from a mile away. Mm. And this girl, Selena, is supposed to be the smartest, the best assassin. And she didn't figure that out? Yeah. Come on. I'm sitting here at the end of it. And she's trying. She's all of a sudden it's unraveling for her. And I was like, come on, this is convenient. You wouldn't yeah. figure this out already. She told you not to come in there with her when she was having a conversation with the guy that is, you know, their um, a hugest opponent or whatever the word would be. Yeah. Um. You know, and and all of a sudden now she's telling them secrets. Obviously, it was just so obvious to yeah. me uh, as a reader. You know, so I, I that annoyed me. I just felt like that that was conveniently written in, and yeah. uh. But otherwise, you know, it was interesting to see uh when they do invade uh the silent assassins. They do a surprise attack, and to see how that whole scene unfolded, I really liked that. Mm. Um. So I just wanted to say that as far as the uh, healer goes. I mean, we don't get any resolution. I hope we do in Throne of Glass as to um, that healer because I really liked her story a lot. Um, so maybe you can give me some insight on that. I don't remember her. I don't think she was in at least the first three books. Maybe okay. she'll come so in. Like, what's her? The, what's the point? Well, that that's the <laughs> issue. The that's the issue that I had with these three middle books for the most part is that. As far as I know, and it, I could be wrong, maybe I missed it, or maybe they just haven't appeared in the series yet because I haven't read the whole thing. But why are right. we introducing these characters when it doesn't matter? I don't think it was that important to the backstory. I don't think it was that important to her character development that we needed a whole novella about either one of these things. And from what I have seen, at least so far, it's it's just... We don't see these people again. And if we do, it's it, there's no impact on the story thus far. So that's well, I think that's why I didn't really care about these so much. Because in the first one and the last, really the last two, you see people that you know, like that you recognize. You're like, okay, maybe this will feed into this a little bit. Or maybe this explains this a little bit. But everything else, I was like, I just don't see what the point is. I felt frustrated. Yeah. So I felt frustrated too, not knowing what you know. You know what yeah. I mean? But at the same time, I'm hopeful, or at least I was left hopeful, that because in The Assassin and the Healer, the second novella, Selena goes in disguise to this like bar and finds the barmaid uh, basically having a tiff with uh, some some merchants or, I don't know, some men that were trying to like, you know, hassle her. She takes care of business, saves the barmaid, and then essentially finds out when the barmaid begs to heal her from her wounds – uh, that, you know, she's meant to be a healer. Her mom was a healer. She was supposed to go to the school to be a healer, but she just doesn't have the money to get there. That's why she's working as a barmaid. To cut the story short and just to give you an idea, uh, Selena gives her her brooch and she gives her a bag of 
money to help her get there. And that healer girl, the barmaid, leaves that night to go become a healer. So I was hoping that that story would amass to something. Come on, mass. Come on, mass. <laughs> uh, I was hoping it would actually, you know, like come somewhere in in the book. And I was like, oh, well, that's interesting to see how she, you know, comes into the story maybe. Um, so, you know, I hope that that happens. Otherwise, what's the point? Unless, I guess, to show us Selena's character, like, hey, it's a Satan with a heart. Because you get that in the Pirate Lord, the first novella too, where mm -hmm. she frees these slaves. And she does, you know, in the first one, it is also um, showing uh, her and Sam connecting for the first time, really like, working together, where prior to that, they kind of wanted to kill each other. Yeah. So um, not really much maybe for Sam, because I think he's always been in love with her, yeah. uh, which is also creepy because he's older. Okay. Not, um, much, not much older. Not, not much older. Yeah. Uh, but as far as you know, the desert goes, then she goes into the desert now. And then they also bring up another person, the person I said that she became friends with. Ansel, 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 whatever, Ansel, <laughs> Ansel, whatever. Ansel was also an interesting character and the way that they left it, I was hoping that that maybe would stem into something yeah. in the next, in the series. So maybe yeah. it will, and you just didn't get there yet. I That's... hope so. Otherwise, I really just don't understand the point, except to show us Selena's character building, I guess. That's what I hope. I'm hoping that we do see these characters again, and that's why they were included in here. But as of right now, I don't recall them in the first three books. I mean, it is an eight-series book. Um, oops. An eight-book series. <laughs> Eight-series book would be Seven. Wild. Seven. Right. Seven plus this one, right? Oh, yeah. 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 So, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see because you do have a, a big chunk of it left um, yeah. to see if they pop up. And that would be interesting to me. Mm -hmm. um, in, in the end, too, for the assassin and the empire, they leave it off that she's basically sent to what, like salt mines or something to like end over her yeah. life. Yeah. Like life sentences. Yeah. So I didn't know. I thought this was just some backstory character that just gets mentioned. But now you're telling me it's the main character. So I'm interested mm -hmm. now a little bit more to see. Yeah. To see how she gets out or whatever. So yeah. that's interesting to me. Yeah, she gets sentenced, I think, nine life sentences in the Endovia salt mines, which right. are is notorious for best basically being like a death prison, like a death a camp. death sentence, yeah. yeah. So I'm interested to see how her badass uh, self gets out of that. Yeah. I, I am interested to read the first book in the series and see how it goes from there. Yeah. Um, I, I, now I'm really hoping that yeah. these characters come into play. Yeah. And I do like Selena. Like I like her in Throne of Glass. I like her in Crown of Midnight. I really liked her in Air of Fire. And I, from my understanding, it just gets better and better, especially later in the series. But I found in my reading experience, I liked Throne of Glass. I liked Crown of Midnight. I thought Crown of Midnight was better than Throne of Glass. Air of Fire, I thought was significantly better than the first two. And then from everything I hear from people who have read the full series, the next few books are just amazing and mind-blowing. So we'll see. Yeah, I'm interested in that. And I wanted to mention too, because I you know, I told you, I think the the desert one was my favorite. Yeah. Um, but there was also this scene with a, it was a minor scene, but I liked mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Um, it was interesting, kept me, kept me interested about this spider silk trader. And it's so ironic that this would keep my interest because I hate spiders, <laughs> especially giant fucking fantasy spiders can kiss my ass. <laughs> Um, but that's <laughs> the whole idea of it. I hate giant spiders in fantasy. Why? Yeah. Um, I hate them. Anyway, uh, but it was really cool. There, this this guy, he was there, this merchant, and he had this giant spool or whatever of spider silk. Mm -hmm. uh, and he tells this story about he obtained this through a spider somehow, 
in the woods, this giant spider basically said, I will give this to you, but I'm going to take 20 years of your life. He thought it would be later. Mm -hmm. And it ended up being now where it aged him 20 years. So he appears 20 years older. And the only way to break this sort of curse is for someone else to kill the spider that did this. So I'm hoping and praying. I think that that's that that goes somewhere because we never never get into it in any of i was hoping underworld or empire would get there and -hmm. tell me like oh she found the cave where the spider dwells and that never happened so i'm hoping that in the series that does come into play where she does save this guy and kill the spider that would be really cool to see play out i do Uh, think that's gonna come back i hope so and he does give her this little tiny um bit of spider silk which she has woven into like her suit later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's really cool. She gives it, he gives it to her for free basically, but he tells her everything has a cost. In mm-hmm. other words, like this will help you remember that you owe me to kill the spider for me. So I just thought that that was really cool. I think that was a standout part for me. Yeah. I really liked that among all the boring. That you're right. That did stand <laughs> that you're right. Cause that did stand out to me too. And I remember thinking at the time I was like this, I feel like it's something that's going to come back because it was a little bit more fleshed out. I I was like, why would they even include this if not to bring it back later on? And I do think it's going to come back. So I'll be interested in in seeing that play out. I agree with you. And the reason why I like the desert part too, I think a lot of important things happen there. Obviously she realizes she has feelings for Sam when another boy goes to kiss her. Mm -hmm. Um, I also like the fact that um, she steals these horses, these beautiful horses uh, and I really felt sad when she did this, but at the same time, she did it with a good purpose. But she takes this horse back with her to the Assassin's Guild and then later sells him to mm-hmm. help buy Sam's freedom. And I really liked that, yeah. except that I was like, no, man, don't sell the horse. You know, I, I was sad about the uh, horse. But <laughs> that was really cool. I know. Yeah. I was like, not not the horse. You guys have been through it. I did uh, like I, I did I like how it. everything that was honorable. Yeah. I did like how she played the whole Arabin thing where she was like, this is it. I got my own apartment. I'm moving out. I'm done with you. And he tried to basically hold Sam over her head. And she was like, absolutely not. And made it a point to save him as well. And I did enjoy reading all of that. It was it was interesting just to see how yeah. she went about it. But then she got duped by him anyway. So yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. Well, that's what annoyed me about the whole the assassin in the underworld. The fourth one just annoyed me from the get go. She yeah. was coming back. The mute master, she saved his life. So he gave her money and said to buy her freedom when she gets back because no master should be treating anybody that way. He didn't like that he hit her, mm-hmm. which I don't either. I would have been went back and been like, kiss my ass. Never would have went back. But anyway, he she goes back with three trunks of money, like basically to buy her freedom. And then she doesn't do it. And that pissed mm-hmm. me off that she even delayed that. And then when she finally does, he's like, oh, oh OK, that's cool. Yeah. And then later he's like, not OK with it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That whole fourth novella kind of annoyed me. I get the yeah. point. It was important for the story, I guess. But it was annoying. Um, yeah. But I wanted to get in during that time. Um, one of the important things was uh, those two characters that you mentioned. Were they the hooded? Masked yeah. guys, I assume. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was interesting because when yeah. that guy came into place and he was a masked stranger, I was like, oh, this is definitely going to come into play somewhere. Yeah. And it never did again. Yeah. So I assume it comes into play in the series. So that's cool that you said that. They um they play two very big roles in the whole series. And I really like both of their characters. I know Dorian in particular is like a fan favorite. And, but I also, I have a soft spot for Kale. I love him. Uh, especially in the first well, which couple is books. the one that was hot that she was Dorian with. I believe that was Dorian okay yeah 
Um, he sounded hot. <laughs> yeah, you you learn a lot more about him and Kale in the Throne of Glass book, and then you learn more about them in Crown of Midnight, and then in Air of Fire, they kind of even have like their own storyline type of situation. So I I do like their characters a lot. I, I liked that they were thrown in there. I thought that was cool. Okay. All right. Well, that makes me feel better too because I was like, what's the point of this? <laughs> we get it. She likes Sam. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. And then when she was like uh, taken into the sewers and then she almost drowned Damn. under there, that scene annoyed me. Yeah, me too. Uh, um, it's so It was so annoying. I was like, no way this girl's getting out of this. And she does. And I'm just like, come on. I actually and then, kind of, course, of Sam happened to be there. I kind of skipped over some of that at one point because I felt like it did, It went on too long. I was like, all right, enough. Mm-hmm. Like, we get it. You know, I know that you're going to survive this. Like, I just, I don't really care how you get out of it. Maybe that was just yeah, me being a little is, bit bitter, but I was I I was very frustrated with that. No, well. you that wasn't just you. Because let me tell you, the first one I didn't care. I didn't care about the pirate lord. I don't know if I really like pirates, to be honest. I did care about <laughs> the, the the slaves being freed. That's I what I liked. That was cool. I love how yeah. they worked together. I loved yeah. that she did that, and she didn't care about repercussions. Yeah, uh, I loved that. As far I, as the assassin and the jailer goes. Yeah, I started. I started really liking her character a little bit more because um, I seen that she had a generous nature, even though she was an assassin. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. And then the desert scene, I just loved. Like I said, as far as the, the next two, I had to push myself through them. They were very painful, and I hated them because I was like, yeah. all right, we built all this up, and it was really interesting, and now you're killing me. They so- also had. <laughs> killing me softly Um, yes not softly i know but speaking of music though then they also had this whole thing with her loving the music at the opera and then playing the piano which i like but i also thought they spent too much time on it i was like i like this kind of backstory or like character development but i didn't need it in this novella uh i i find with sjm she always does this with her main characters they're always these like badass like warrior types that have this artistic nature but they can't you know they can't gravitate towards it because they live these hard lives and so i was just like i've seen this before even though this was first this came out before akatar but i just thought they spent too much time on it just like i sometimes think yeah. they spent too much time with the painting stuff with Feyre in akatar yeah. it's like all right I, we get I, it i think i've seen this scene before yeah and i did like the end you know <laughs> i'm just to quote your girl there yeah, I, love I love that, that song. song by the way that song so that song's one of my favorites of all time i love me too i the, love exile yeah his voice is awesome that guy they're so deep. when they get into the the third part of that song and they're singing together and the way that their voices just mesh i it chokes me up i love that song that song is so sad and they sing it so beautifully and i could go on about this for hours so i won't but yes. i love it unrelated <laughs> but you could see when we actually get excited about something how we talk differently that's yeah. all <laughs> yeah um so know. other than that something that i kind of like about her character is that she is this gritty assassin she's tough she's a, a fighter a warrior type but she does also like the finer things she talks about having a ton of shoes and she loves these beautiful dresses and stuff i thought that it was just kind of nice to see a quote-unquote badass character that can still be feminine and girly i like having that dimension so i i liked seeing that but it's nothing new it's nothing that i didn't know about selena already same thing you didn't know selena I already knew that she was a good-hearted person. I already knew that she was generous and cared about, you know, people and the oppressed and things like that. So none of that was really new to me, but it was, I think, in general for her character development, I do think that that's a nice touch. 
Well, I think, you know, it's honorable too, because her and Sam were slaves in a way. I mean, in yeah. their own aspect, they were working for this man who owned them because he kept mm-hmm. buying them things and saying, well, you owe me. It's not a gift. Ha ha. You know, so yeah. um, obviously they're going to be compassionate towards other people in the same situation. And uh, I, I really loved, I, I, one thing I did like, I did like Sam's character. Uh, I did find him, um, he sounds, he sounded like he was attractive, but I, I <laughs> love what I was attracted to was his backstory about how, you know, his mom was in a situation, she was like murdered or something, and then basically begged that Arabin take him so this way he was protected. Uh, and I really like that we got the backdrop on that. He seems like a great guy, you know, while um, uh, Selena was getting beat up, basically, she was getting, she was getting maimed, essentially, by her, um, her master, uh, Arabin, he basically was being held back by like four people, Uh, Four guards were holding him back and he was like, I'll kill you, you know, and I really liked that. Uh, It was obvious that he cared for her, uh, but I really liked that he stood up to the master and didn't care about repercussions. And that was the second time he didn't care about repercussions because he helped her free the slaves in the first one. So I really I I found his character more interesting than hers. I thought she was Mm -hmm. a brat. She is a little bit of a brat. She is. I think that's a, a character trait of hers, honestly. But I, I agree with you. First of all, I love a protective king when they're, you know, when you want them to be protective, not when they're possessive and weird. But yeah. Yes, not when I, they're like, she's my property. Yeah. Don't share. No. <laughs> yeah. But I, I agree. I did. I liked learning more about Sam. I just personally did. Like, I know that it doesn't really impact the story. So it was hard for me to get too invested. But I, I agree that he did seem like a sweet guy. And he also did seem pretty sexy. <laughs> You know. Yeah, and he cared for her. The only thing yeah. I can see of, of it being any si- sort of impact is it, the impact of developing her, her character as an adult. Yeah, that, and that's, but we already kind of know that in the series. You know, we, we know that she had yeah. a love and it, you know, it ended badly because of death. Like, I already knew all of that. I just didn't know the details of that, like they're, them actually falling in love and then how he was killed, which was brutal. Right. So, yes. Yes, yeah. yes it was. And unnecessary, but yeah, okay. it was really, I, but ne- I was like, I actually got a little queasy and I don't know if it's just because I read it at a weird time, but I just was like, Oh, like this is giving me like, it's, it was giving me like queasy feelings the way that they were describing it. It was dark. It was gross. It, it was brutal. Yeah. It was a little dark, especially yeah. since the whole thing had an overall vibe of YA. And then it was that. And I was like, yeah. Oh, damn yeah Uh, and i didn't want to see it he didn't deserve that fate i know he was a good guy i did feel really bad for him because he was such a good guy and for that to be and just how much pain he must have been in at the end as well like it was not a slow death by any means it was just that that made me feel sad yeah it made me feel really sad and he suffered all because of he suffered too by by basically at the hands of somebody he thought he trusted because he was like a father figure to him too yeah so sad yeah i don't know very creepy i don't like him arabin no me like sam but i don't like arabin the uh uh the guy (laughs) yeah the The assassin lord or whatever yeah all right i mean so overall as far as the novellas go do you have anything else to say about them no not really i just no i was just gonna say if there was anything else you wanted to go over about the novellas otherwise i was just gonna say you know, it was just all right. I I won't yeah. say I don't recommend it, but I do think it depends on your reading experience with 
throne of glass and maybe this is different if you do read it first so we'll find out from jess you know later on but in my in my opinion i don't think this was for me i didn't really care too much about learning this i could have lived happily without reading this and still appreciated the series however i would recommend it for people that are much more invested than i am so that's you know that's where i fall on it and yeah yeah I mean, I'll let you guys know, like Alex just said, I'll update you when I do start reading the series, at least for the, the first book, and let you know if it had any impact, anything that was differently experiment-wise, any experience, anything that alters my experience, basically, um, yeah. from having read this first. Otherwise, as of right now, nah. Yeah. Nah. Nah. Uh, I mean, I, I am a little more, slightly more interested um, knowing that she's the main character. I did not mm. know that I really did genuinely think that this was just some some rando that they mention every once in a while. And now you're getting the backstory and you're like, oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Now I'm like, oh, OK, well, I well, I do. I would like to know, you know, how she gets out of the, the mines and all these things. Yeah. And how it affects her. Right. So, yeah, maybe, maybe. OK, maybe, baby. Well, if you had to sum up this book as a nail color, what would you sum it up as? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for those of you that weren't with us last season, we like to do this with these little yeah. categories because we do like categories. If anyone has never played that, why do it? It's fun. Uh, anyway, those of us who know us already, you know, you know. Yeah. If I had to sum this up as a nail color, it would be uh, like either puke green <laughs> or some kind of like beige. Wow. Okay. Because of the desert. This is the desert, I guess. Gotcha. Because that was the only scene that I really cared about. Yeah, yeah. I, for me, it would be like a bright red with one nail being white. And that's solely based on, I think, the Underworld novella when she's wearing the red dress. That, for some reason, that color just stuck out to me. And her hair, I think, is described as like a really white gold, uh, a white blonde or something. So. Okay. Yeah. I like the idea of there being five fingers on your hands and five different nail colors or something because it was Ooh. five novellas. That's interesting. That's cute. Yeah, I like that idea uh, too. Yeah, yeah. All right, how about uh, if it was... wasn't exciting enough for me to do that? Yeah, um, <laughs> you, you were like, I was bored. We were in the desert. It's going to be beige <laughs> or puke green. <laughs> yeah, puke green because, um, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, if you could basically think of this book as a movie, what movie or TV show would it be? Dune. Dune? The movie Dune. Hmm. I feel like you're insulting Dune right parts now. in the movie. Okay, because it, it, first of all, the movie takes place in a desert, okay? Okay. And there's a, there's a lot of things that are interesting that are building up to something, but you just don't know what they are yet. And the movie was boring otherwise. <laughs> and that's how I felt. All right. Did you ever see Dune? I have seen Dune, yes. I haven't read the book, okay. though, and I have it on my list. No. It's been on my list for years. I do, too. Yeah. <laughs> I want to read the book very, very much. But um, I didn't hate it. I know a lot of people hated the movie. I didn't hate the movie. But there was, like, a lot of build-up to things that I just, um, what, ha what's what, what? Are you talking about the, the remake I, or the original? Because I haven't seen the remake I yet. Didn't, I didn't know there was an original. Okay. I only seen the remake, I guess. I only saw the, I only saw the original. That's so hilarious. That's interesting. I really liked the yeah. original. And I, oh, I haven't... Did we just spark... Did we just spark another experiment? I know, maybe. <laughs> Ooh. Reading the book from seeing two different angles. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Nice. Yeah um in terms your movie? in terms of movie or tv show this is gonna sound weird but i'm gonna say how i met your mother and here's the reason why because 
it's basically this whole book is just a lead up of how Selena met Sam and what happened in their relationship. And then by the end, he's dead, just like in How I Met Your Mother. So that's how I would sum up this book. Sounds and sorry, good. sorry, spoilers, if you didn't watch How I Met Your Mother, but it's super old at this point. So I feel like I'm safe in spoiling the fact that the mother's dead at the end and it pissed me off. All right, I'm done. I never got to the end and I didn't know that. So that's oh, sorry. I'm not going to watch it anyway. Okay. Um, and- <laughs> No, that that correlation makes 100% sense and I like it. I like where you're coming from. Okay. So speaking of movies and shows, would you be able to sum up anyone in this or just in general, this book as a character from a show or movie or a movie quote, if you want? Hmm. I don't know about a quote, but a character from a show or a movie, maybe I'll say this book was kind of like Toby from The Office. He's crucial. He's crucial to certain certain parts. But, you know, he's just, do you really need him there? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, all right. So since we're going there, I'm going to go really dark with this one. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, there will be blood. Uh, the little pastor guy. Okay. What was his purpose? All right. I never, Except saw, I never saw that movie. <laughs> you never saw that movie? Except no. at the end to just be like, I drink your milkshake i do know I that drink quote. It. uh so that's my movie quote i drink your milkshake i drink it up and okay. also my character that Everything makes sense from, uh, that will be blood because there was a lot of yeah. blood in this yeah there was yeah yeah um but, but i felt like that character specifically his whole purpose was just to annoy the main character and then <laughs> at the end just be hit with a bowling pin <laughs> Poor yeah. guy. That's all. That's all. That's hilarious. Also, <laughs> Poor I, Sam. Poor I, Sam. That's. I was just gonna say. I feel like that kid is Sam, and the "I'll drink your milkshake" guy is Arabin, and it perfectly sums up the hundred percent. All right. How about how about a song? <laughs> For some reason, the first song that popped into my head. I don't know if it applies. Is the world is a vampire? What? what? <laughs> <laughs> You know, despite all my rage, I'm still just a rat in a cage. You know that song? Oh, yeah, I know that song. I like that song. Smashing Pumpkins, right? Um, Smashing Pumpkins, Rat in a Cage. That's my song. All right. Don't ask me why. I did but not know. it popped know. in my head, and I guess she's a rat in a cage because um, she buys her freedom later, right? Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. For me, I have no idea. I'll say, and I really don't know why, but just pretty much any killer's song because they were assassins, but I'll go with when you were young by the killers because this is about an assassin okay. when she was young so. okay i mean that's appropriate i did yeah. look it up by the way it's bullet with butterfly wings by the smashing pumpkins is the actual title oh and the, okay the singer uh, but no that that goes perfectly how about a meal cookie or baked item now i can only think of what i told you earlier about a cookie. <laughs> okay um, i'm fair. gonna say yeah i'm gonna say a really dry like you bite into it, it's like sand because of the desert cookie. Mm. The worst possible, like, did you even add wet ingredients in this cookie? Right. Yeah, I'm going to say something like a bland scone that like maybe has some pieces of like cranberry in it or something like that. So every once in a while you get a little bit of like sweetness, a little bit flavor. of flavor. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it was just bland and underwhelming. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Yes. 
so the only thing that we did like about Iron Shame, by the way, was uh, the superlatives that we came up with with our little uh, Academy, Biscayeth Academy Awards. <laughs> so we're going to incorporate them into our categories for this season. Yeah. And uh, what, what are you feeling? What are you feeling? What grabs you? All right. This book would be at the awards, would win the award for most unnecessary book in a series. Okay. <laughs> yeah i mean i i think i think that i would also vote for that nomination <laughs> uh i don't know yet i can't really say because i haven't read the series yet i guess for me i would have to say um most likely to punch in the face would be one of mine because i really do want to punch these characters because i don't know them <laughs> and i just want to punch them in the face a little bit because i think arabin is a piece of shit and i think selena needs to be well she kind of was punched in the face already too soon she was punched quite a bit, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> maybe humbled so a little. So maybe no more punchings for her. Maybe, maybe a little humble slap. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> How about an animal, an animal bug or mythical creature? Yeah, I'm going a sandworm. Okay. <laughs> Which is probably mythical, actually, because I'm thinking of Star Wars. You know, those weird-ass <laughs> weird sandworms? Yeah. That's what this is, only a really small one, so it's not enough to scare. All right. I'm going to say a honey badger because it's kind of brutal. At, it's kind of brutal at points. Honey badger don't give a shit. The honey badger has been referred to by the Guinness Book of World Records as the most fearless animal in all of the animal kingdom. It really doesn't give a shit. If it's hungry, it's hungry. Ew, what's that in its mouth? Oh, it's got a cobra. Oh, it runs backwards. Now watch this. Look, a snake's up in the tree. Honey badger don't care. Honey badger don't give a shit. It just takes what it wants. Yeah, the honey badger doesn't honey badger doesn't give a shit, and it's like they're they're vicious, but also they're kind of cute. So there were some cute parts in this book. There were some nice parts in this book, but overall, it was brutal in both the boredom aspect and in some of the gore aspect at the end. Okay, uh, who are we casting in this if it becomes a movie or a show? Okay, I have no idea. So I'm thinking maybe for Selena, you know that actress that played in the new Emma. Anya something. She was also in the Queen's Gambit. Did you see that? No. Well, I'm going to say her as Selena. Okay. For Sam, I don't know. Somebody cute with floppy brown hair, curly brown hair. Uh, obviously, it has to be somebody young. I'm thinking she has red hair. Did they ever say what her hair color is? It's like a white blonde. Oh, way off. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So then the, the little girl from um, Game of Thrones, right? Daenerys. Sansa? Oh. No. Oh, yes. Sansa, because she has the red hair and she can be blonde. Yes. Team Sansa. Queen Sansa's, of the North. Okay, fine. Sansa's a good choice. Yeah, I'll watch it. Good. That's a that's a really good choice. I like that. All right, because it so wasn't her Sophie Turner. Yeah. You were thinking Amelia Clark. Yeah, but yeah. then you said that. And I was like, yes, way better. <laughs> all right, I like that. Yeah. Uh, all right, good. We're going to throw Sansa in here. We're going to make it more interesting. So we'll get yeah. Sansa in there. <laughs> Sansa. Uh, who we who we can't? Sansa. Think about it, Sansa. Um, I hate I hate Littlefinger. I know. But I love when he says that. I love him, the whole actor, because you remember that? Uh, did you ever read a um, book about the maze? Maze Runner. Maze Runner. Yes. Do you remember yeah. that series? Yeah. I actually really loved that series. Uh, but good. that movie was hysterical when he uh, he's like, nobody lasts a day in the scorch. <laughs> it's so dramatic. Why does he have to say it like that? Like I don't that know. actor that plays little little. 
I listen oh, to awesome. a that's podcast amazing. that goes over all the Game of Thrones episodes and stuff, and they always talk about how theatrical his performance is and how they don't know if oh, he's just doing this. Yeah, like they're like, is he just doing this because this character is like this, or is this just how he acts? And I was like, no, this is definitely just how he acts because he was like this in other <laughs> roles as well. <laughs> yes, yes, he's always the same guy. Think about it, sunset. <laughs> Discord. You know, why does he have to talk like that? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, I don't know. Anyway, I, th- I think now I know he has who... to be in it. I, I, w- I think he could be Arabin. He's Arabin. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I would maybe cast um a young Chris Pine as Sam. He's tall. He's got the brown hair. He's cute, and I think that he has that like sweetness, but can also be tough kind of thing. I don't know. What do you think? Okay, I don't know. Uh, I mean, Chris Pine is interesting, but he's too old for the role. No, a young so it would Chris have to be Pine. Somebody you mean? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if this is going to be, I guess he's too old for the role too now, Zach Efron, and he also has a new face. He does have a weird new face, and I think he's too short. He he he's a he's a short king, which is fine. We love a short king, but Sam is described as being very tall. Mm. I'm gonna skip this one because I'm not sure. Okay, who I would at the in the moment cast as Sam, but as of right now, I guess. I guess maybe Jon Snow because we're uh, we're going all Game of Thrones characters here apparently, so let's just use him for now because <laughs> okay. I can't think of anyone else. I love Jon Snow. I love Kit Harington. I, know you I will. Do. I'll cast him yeah, and Kit Henry. Harrington, right. Him, him, and Henry Cavill could play any role, and I would love yeah. it. Yeah, Henry Cavill is not in this unless you want him to be the mute master, which is fine. But I, I don't know why I was picturing the mute master as like an Asian guy, like you know, oh one God. of those like. For a second, I thought you were going to say the hot, I really thought you were going to say the hot Jafar again. And I was like, you need to stop. You need to stop. No, I didn't even think of him, but okay. (laughs) I I mean, he could be in any role if he he, wants to be. He could be the the spider silk uh, trader. I could see him doing that. Sure. Sure. (laughs) Let's throw him in there. Absolutely. But an Asian character. Okay. All right. That makes right, sense. I'm, I'm I think that makes sense. Yeah. Satisfied with that. The only right. other person I would consider casting would have to be um, that that girl uh, Ansel, because she had a big role in the second in the third part, mm-hmm. um, and she would have to be. I don't know. I'm going to say Zoe Kravitz for her. Okay. Feeling Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, I could see that. But also, she might be too. She might be too old for the role. Also, the role. Everybody's too old for the role. We don't know young people because we're old people. So. <laughs> old people also what about what about uh for sam oh he's too short too but a young lenny kravitz oh Hmm. yeah okay that's because if you want to go with young young lenny kravitz how you doing he's still hot okay yes he is and he's not too short also kit harrington is pretty short so (laughs) this is just the group of short people movie (laughs) (laughs) sansa will just tower over them all be casted because i'm short as shit yes five more people (laughs) all right Uh, if you didn't know now you do all right we're going way (laughs) off topic yeah so overall i think i said be somewhere between a three (laughs) and a four maybe i'll just call it even at a 3.5 and you said you'd give it like a 2.5 2.5 it's a hopeful for bumping it to maybe a three if i read the series and this comes into play where these little unanswered questions about these side characters get fulfilled then i would definitely bump it up okay if not boo yeah why (laughs) all right everybody well tune in on thursday 
January 11th for our potty episode. We'll be doing some more book first, talk. <laughs> first potty episode of season two. Yeah, I'm very excited. We love our Thursday episodes and we may be bringing back some old things that we've done, bringing in some new things. So we're excited for that. And then next mm-hmm. week, Jess, you want to talk about what we're reading next week? Because I know you are in love yes. with it. <laughs> yes. But first, I just want to say we might be bringing some segments back. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> You know what's happening? No, we're bringing sexy back. Oh, we're bringing um, sexy back. We're bringing um, some segments back. Yeah. All right, that's all. No JT support. In and be like, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm repping Timbaland, not JT. Fine. All right. Okay. <laughs> With a, yeah. All right. Uh, we will be <laughs> reading the House of the Cerulean Sea. If uh, you still want to stick around and listen to us after us, just blabbing, blab, blab, blabbing <laughs> right here. That's me. Um, I'm Jess, by the way. Yeah, I know. Mute me next time. But anyway, I uh, we will be reading uh, House of the Cerulean Sea by uh, T.J. Klune. Yep. And I really loved, 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 loved that book. Alex is reading it right now. And I'm very, very interested in um, hearing what she has to say about it and discussing it with you guys. So that is the next book on our agenda. We promise that that won't change. So if you are interested in reading it, now would be the time. And if you are new here, welcome. If you are not new here, welcome back. Yeah. Uh, And thank you for listening. As always, we appreciate each and every one of you. And we're really happy to be back with season two. So we have a lot in store for you, like we said. So uh, we will see you soon. Okay. Here's to uh, an exciting 2024. Hell yes. Hell yes. (laughs) We had a good conversation. (laughs) If you haven't read the upcoming books, but would like to. Head on over to the link in our bio and get a copy for yourself so that you can participate in future discussions. You don't pay anything extra, but if you make a purchase using our link, we get a small commission. So thank you so much for supporting us. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, it would really mean a lot to us if you would leave a positive review on Spotify, Apple, or whichever streaming service you use. We would really appreciate it also if you could spread the word by telling friends and family about our podcast. And of course, we want to say thank you to all of our listeners. We really appreciate each and every one of you. If you're just tuning in, this is what you can expect from our podcast. We're going to be releasing new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. So be sure to check out our socials for updates and also some bonus content. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and other platforms. Click on the link in our bio for access to all of our socials and other links. We encourage you to reach out to us with thoughts, ideas, questions, and feedback. If no one told you today, you're important and valued. You belong here. You're doing great. And we believe in you. Now let's turn the page and put a fork in it. Because we're done with this one. Step right
Thanks for listening to my mommy and Aunt Alec. Bye.